0: Good early morning to you. It is Wednesday, January 24th at 103 a.m. Your Purdue Boilermakers improved to to 18-2 late last night at Mackey Arena by absolutely throttling the Michigan Wolverines. Michigan has been reeling a bit as a program, as a team. Um, They've had had a weird season. They've struggled a lot. They've Their only identity is that they're not very good, really, right now. And Purdue exploited that in the most efficient possible way. Um, I'll talk a lot about that. Lance Jones probably played his best game as a Boilermaker yet. Um, Everything was on display. It was fun to be in Mackey Arena tonight, and that is why I am uh, streaming late, posting late, however you want to look at it. Thanks to everybody who's tuning in live. Thanks to everybody who is uh, listening on delay. Because you're a sicko if you're if you're up at one a.m. craving to to see this. And I see Eric Brickley is is here and is a sicko. And I appreciate it. I love it. Before I get into my thoughts on the game, let me thank our pals at AJs. <clears throat> Head over to AJs when you're on campus. Uh, eataj's.com. Before you go there, grab some mac and cheese bites and pretzel pretzel bites. Grab a um, grab a pint. Burgers, beef, and beer. Super helpful people there. Great staff. TV's on the wall. You cannot go wrong. Uh, that's AJ's on Vine. AJ's near the fire station. And also, and also, if you need some new gear, you, you don't want this stuff because this is a swoosh. That's You don't want that. What you want is you want the old-timey, soft, comfy stuff. And you want to go over to homefieldapparel.com. Do it, do it right after you get off here. Put some stuff in the basket there's a there's a sweatshirt there that i've got my eye on it's a it's a block p i have the same t-shirt but i don't have the sweatshirt put in your basket enter boiled 23 at checkout get 15 percent off your first order home field apparel um and also i've got another link down below uh, there's a couple new designs on our, um, uh, our red bubble uh, sticker and uh, t-shirt site uh, a pal of mine Asked if I could do something for them, so I put one on there, and I did a couple others because I was inspired. I might have a couple more new designs on there in the coming weeks. I've got some ideas kind of rattling around my head. One of them is hard to uh, execute. I don't know if I executed one of them great, but you can check it out. Um, And uh, I think maybe you'll see something neat and different there. So, uh, yeah. It's... um, it, it, was a, it was a fun night in Mackey. And if you are not fortunate enough to have a, a subscription to Peacock, it's okay. It's okay. I'll tell you about it. If you weren't fortunate enough to be in Mackey, it's okay. It's okay. No worries. You saw the score already. You saw that Purdue thumped them. You saw Purdue's improved 18-2. And Michigan continues to, to try to find uh, their way. Uh, obviously, they didn't have their, their starting point guard. I don't know if it would have mattered much tonight. Purdue... Um, really just just played a just a heck of a game they uh, the interesting thing is very weird game i think and i haven't double checked i haven't double checked the um stats yet but i think there was one turnover in the game for purdue i think it was smith had one about midway through the second half um purdue played a very clean game if it wasn't one turnover it wasn't many more than that purdue didn't turn over the ball hardly at all um they shot the free throw uh, very poorly early in the game. Then all of a sudden they started stroking the free throws and they shot three pointers out of their mind early in the in the game. I think they were at 70%, uh, seven for 10 early in the second half, uh, thanks to Lance Jones and Fletch Lawyer. Um, and I think Smith, no, I don't think he had a three. Smith, I know was near a triple-double. Uh, Edie had a somewhat quiet game. He started the game off very quietly, which is fine. I think it's good for this team to not lean on him every game but a lot of other guys were stepping up and it was great to see. I'll talk about the, the um, like I said, I'm gonna talk about the specific um, stats here in a second, but the vibe in Mackey was awesome. I, I swear, it was like the the students, the paint crew were um, like they were fired out of a cannon. They were chomping at the bit to uh, to give Michigan some hell. They did it. Uh, it was loud. It was louder than uh, I think quite a few games I've been to this year. I don't know why, um, it was a, it was a fun environment like it always is in Mackey. And it's always nice. I talked to, I saw my pal Ryan at the end of, at the, uh, in the concourse after the game. It's always nice. I've said this all season. The games where you can cruise to victory in the second half, there's no reason to get your blood pressure up and get angry for no good reason. And this was definitely one of those games. Um, And I think this is another thing. I kind of talked to you guys a little bit about savoring things for what they are. Purdue's effort, the fact that they are beating teams so soundly, so many. different ways night in night out taking all comers and they're doing it um, this is special it's a special season um, we can put our focus wherever we want but we should enjoy things are exactly as they are for what they are right now um, this is special team Purdue went let's look at the stats one of the things that jumps out right away if you're if you've looked at the box score Purdue went 15 deep tonight. Incredible number. So they played almost everybody uh, on the bench. Um, incredible, incredible amount of guys got minutes. Um, nobody on Purdue played more than 27 minutes. Nobody on Michigan played more than 30 for a different reason. They had big men that got in foul trouble. Edie will do that to you. But it wasn't just Edie. Coffin Wren also played a great game around the basket. And um, uh, Gillis played huge. Uh, first, had a couple nifty plays, but also had some where you're like, man he could put this together he'd be pretty nifty he had one that he missed a he missed a bunny layup and it was a bit of a uh, a light moment but you're they're like dang man i want to see i want to see him play like he's capable of playing um another big fun night a uh, fun moment of the night uh, ethan morton hit a three from the corner uh that pretty much ripped the roof off of mackey <clears throat> it was a fun fun moment but i can't stress how important the low minutes are to me anyway a lot of people complain about Painter not giving guys rest. Well, tonight it was funny. If you look at Edie's numbers specifically, he finishes with 16 points, 10 rebounds, uh, quiet night on the uh, on the blocks. He only had one block, no turnovers, but 16 and 10, quiet night in just 26 minutes. And uh, let's see, he only shot the ball. Well, he shot the ball 13 times, and he, he again, like the last game, he's he shot below 50 percent. Pretty unusual for him. Um, but not the end of the world. Again, the focus is on bigger, better things. And I don't think a sixteen and ten night puts him in a position where he's knocked out of the player of the year lead. Almost everybody, if you there are some of you guys who look at Vegas for even things like this, but he's got a big lead for the for the the player of the year competitions, the multiple awards that are coming out at the end of the year. Will he sweep them like he did last year? Who knows? It sure feels like he will, but they didn't have to have Edie have a huge night tonight, and he didn't. Braden Smith started off on fire. He was driving the ball effectively. His vision was amazing. He would see opportunities. The seas would part, and he would take the ball right to the hoop. He finish, finishes with 11 points, 10 assists, and 7 boards. Almost got there. That triple-double is tantalizingly close. I think it's the third time this year where he's been within a couple of one statistical, statistical category from that triple double. Uh, Let's see my, I was wrong about turnovers. I was way off on the turnovers he had. Well, okay. So he had two turnovers of the starting five. He had two. Kaufman had one. I felt it felt like there were no turnovers, but the part of the deal is a lot of the guys who got to play, uh, coming off the bench. Turn the ball over a little bit. First had a couple turnovers. Morton had a turnover. I think that's it. So the total of seven turnovers. Pretty good night. Michigan also seven turnovers. If you just look at the stats, you're like, okay, some of these things don't really make a ton of sense. But the game was so weird and so out of hand. Um, the guys at Sleepers Media, they, they, I don't think they were joking. Uh, you know, uh, one of them went to Michigan. I think one of them is raised a Michigan State fan. I think that's right. But they were saying that they they could see a scenario where Purdue won by forty or more points, and I thought it was absolute crazy talk when I saw it. I thought that was just like a fan kind of saying, "Okay, uh, it's going to be bad." Just resigning yourself to something and dealing with what's coming. Mm-hmm. Purdue could have won by forty points, and uh, and they wouldn't have had to kept their foot, kept, wouldn't have to have kept their foot on the gas for much of the game. Um, but they led off with like nine minutes left. I think that was about it. Six or nine minutes left. There was no more Braden Smith on the court, no more Fletch Lawyer on the court, no more Zach Eady on the court, and just after that, um, no more Lance Jones. So like I said, 26, 26 minutes, 27 minutes, 22 minutes for Lawyer, 19 minutes for Trey Kaufman-Wren. Off the bench, Heidi played 13, first played 11, Gillis played 16, and then Miles Colvin played seven minutes. In his limited opportunity, he went three for three from three. Also, Barrett went one for one from three. Like I said, Morton, one or one from one for three. That stuff is so demoralizing. Purdue gets to 99 points. 99.67 is the final. And if you didn't watch the game, you didn't watch the end of the game, one thing that was interesting, the the students were salivating to see 100 points. Everybody wants to see that marker. They want that and they want their free slim chickens. Those are the two things the students really want. And... Um, Purdue could have easily gotten to 100 points. I think with a minute and a half, they got to that 99 mark. I think that's right. And they got the ball back with a full possession. Um, and they came down the court, and they could have run their offense had the, had the guys come off the bench, the, the some of the walk-ons run the offense to normal, and they would have scored. But instead, Painter ran. He demanded. He came on the court. He was yelling at them, do not shoot the ball. Do not run the score up as much as you, you know, as little as you can. Keep this as painless as you can. Losing 99 to 67 is obviously pretty painful, but um, Purdue called off the dogs in so many different ways tonight. Painter did everything he could to keep this from getting ugly, and it still was a very ugly game. Let's see. um, uh, Anything else of note? Uh, Lawyer, he shoots 66% from three. Mm -hmm. Purdue. As a team, shoot 66% from three. Purdue should only shoots 65 from the free throw line. Like I said, not the greatest free throw shooting. Um, Lawyer didn't shoot well, which is really unusual, I think, from hit for him. We'd go one for three from the line. Um, Eating went four for six. He's near his average there. I think he right, may be right at his average. Purdue was out-rebounded. That's another weird stat. They were out-rebounded until about 12 minutes left in the game. They were getting out-rebounded by Michigan. Michigan has very good size. Um, it's some weird things happening in the game, too. Uh, one of Michigan's players, can't remember, was it Llewellyn? It may have been Llewellyn because I think he was their best player all game. I think it was Llewellyn. I don't have his number in front of me. <clears throat> but it looks like he just had had knee surgery, some sort of scope of some sort. He was wearing a big knee brace. He was wearing two types of knee brace, actually a compression brace, a yellow compression brace to match Michigan's Mays uniforms, which I think is a great look. This heart harkening back to the, the Fab Five. And then he had a girder brace on the side, you know, one of those big Donjoy braces. And he was bleeding through his compression brace. So you could see blood for the entire second half through his compression brace. The really interesting thing to me about that is blood on a jersey is completely illegal, but a guy bleeding profusely from his knee, I guess, is completely legal. Who would have thought it? Um, Purdue was favored by 17 and a half points tonight and uh, like i said they win by 32 win going away um but michigan like their size uh, i don't want to say caused problems for purdue but it was a different look if you didn't know this uh i can't remember the guy's first name but shedder cheddar shitter whatever his name is played quite a bit i don't know what year he is it feels like he's been at michigan for like 17 or 18 years i'm sure it's not that bad. But uh, he played 20 minutes, and uh, part of the reason he played so many minutes is they were throwing fouls at Edie. He fouled out. um, One of their starters, I believe, fouled out as well. Yeah, uh, Reed fouled out as well. Um, they They were trying to do everything they could to keep Edie away from the basket, and they're relatively big, but they're not as physically strong as, of course, Zach Edie, but who is? But it wasn't just Edie who was creating problems for him. Also, uh, like I said, Trey Kaufman-Wren played a really tough game. I think there were a couple plays where Edie was fronting one of their big men, like really taking him down in the blocks, making sure that he couldn't get near the basket. And he'd try to get Edie off his feet. And then I think Trey Kaufman-Wren, did he block block, block, three block shots? Kaufman-Wren, so seven points, six rebounds, and three block shots. That's a big deal. And there's a lot of maturation going on. The One of the biggest things, and maybe you guys see this too, but one of my favorite things I'm seeing right now is, first one is, lawyer seems to be taking very, very good and smart shots. That's a huge deal. Because his efficiency goes up when he takes good shots. Um, Paul Lusk talk about, talked about this in the comments uh, before the game. Another thing I think many of you asked after the last game how we're, how is Trey Kaufman Ren's ankle in case you didn't listen to the coach? Um, he practiced like normal, uh, his, he, he, they dodged a bullet. You can say they were blessed, whatever you want to say, cause his knee injury, uh, versus Iowa or knee ankle injury, pardon me, ankle injury versus Iowa looked like it could have been significant. He was walking around immediately, um, at Carver Hawkeye. Um, was that right? Yeah. And, um, And he practiced like normal. They said he was, he was great. He was hundred percent. And he looked awesome. He looked agile, He looked strong, uh, just no issues at all. Um, This is the thing. that's so amazing about Purdue and Painter talks about it as much as he can. But somebody asked the question is why did you take Colvin out with 10 minutes left or four minutes left or six minutes left, whatever it was. And Painter said, I'm not, it's not that I'm taking one guy out and nobody's going in like a punishment. I'm taking him out, and I'm putting another player in that may not get the minutes. And he said, some of these guys deserve more minutes. They deserve more play. They define the program. They work hard. They bleed. They sweat for the program, and they don't get much many times of play. The ironic thing about him saying that was that those guys wanted to shoot and score, too. You know, you have guys like Barrett and King and, and uh, Martin specifically. They want to shoot the ball. They want to get a chance to get it to, to score. That's oh, one more thing. Berg, I think, had a couple. Berg came in with like six minutes left. Um, so yeah, he played six minutes. These are those games that this is what he's done a lot this year, where he'll come in and man, that's a tough assignment. Your team is worn out, you're tired, you're demoralized, and now you've got to deal with another seven foot-two guy who's pretty nimble and awfully strong. That's a tough, tough thing to deal. So you got a couple of you guys on here live commenting. I appreciate it. Like I said, Eric, Eric, uh, Brickley's here. He says, let's go. I've been, uh, waiting on the page for this to go live. Eric, thanks for your patience. Um, I, I ran into, um, a guy named Jim from Crown Point, met him leaving the bathroom, which is a great place to start a friendship, but, um, Nice to meet you, Jim. But he was talking about he loves watching the show, and he said he heard my voice again. And he's like, "Okay, I know that voice." And so that was that's a cool moment. But thanks to all you guys, like I said, that that guys and girls who this is your thing, this is what you your favorite thing to tune in to. I love it. it means a lot. I'm there with you, that uh, bleeding with them, and um, uh, enjoying the season. Hopefully, hopefully keeping you guys tuned in even when it feels like the regular season is somewhat a formality. It's a lot more than that because you guys know this. If you've played sports at all, this whole thing's a journey. And um, things you saw tonight, like one of the things you see, Lance Jones gets pissed off during the game. And the guy has a smile almost all the time, but he gets mad. He got mad at himself for turning the ball over. He got mad at a no call, and it was boiling over. And then he started um, guarding the, the um, Michigan guards to, to about 80 feet. Let's see, how many, how many steals did Jones have? He had three steals. Jones had three steals. So 24 points, three steals, an assist. He didn't have any rebounds um, and no turnovers. Uh, Incredible day. But the little details matter uh, of this team. and a game like that where I thought, the way it started, I said, well, this is going to be the Braden Smith game because he started so efficiently. He was scoring at will. And then Lance Jones kind of grabbed the thing away and – and took it from them. So if you say, like, you know, we've talked about the idea that there's a big three for Purdue when they're really successful. Of course you got Jones with 24, Edie with 16, Smith with 11. If you just look at points, then Lawyer with seven. Off the bench, you have Gillis with eight. You have Colvin with nine. It's really not the big three. That's not the formula tonight. Like I said, this is not a normal game. When you beat a team that way, it's not normal. So, all right. Uh, Jeff says 10 p.m. Um, I think he must be referencing the time if he's out west. So thanks for tuning in other time zones. That's great. James Phillips says, uh, Phipps, James Phipps says, Lance Jones might be the piece we need. James, I completely agree, and I think I've been saying this, he has been the perfect fit. Um, hopefully he's the guy you need. I think if nothing else, just the fact that the, if you listen to his post game comments, He just says he loves this team. He loves being a part of this team. I think there was somebody there um, from Carbondale, from Southern Illinois. I think they're working on some sort of story. It sounded like that was a member of the Southern Illinois media, the Carbondale paper, whatever it is. Or I don't know if they have a paper. Maybe they have a physical paper. Maybe it's just a website. But they were covering this game to to watch Lance Jones and that's pretty cool. He recognized them and they recognize him. Bitcoin is freedom says, let's go baby. Yeah, right on, this is a fun one. Nathan Anderson says, does Lance have the Carson green light from Coach Matt Painter? I think absolutely Lance has the green light. I think Painter gives the green light to a lot more guys than we may give credit for. Um, This is one thing, Painter's a player's coach. There's some things he doesn't like seeing. He always talks about taking good shots within the system um oh gosh i talked about things i like one of the things was lawyer being efficient the second one and i wanted to remark about this and i think this is an important point i may have not hit this hard enough and i want to hit it again and i got one more if i see if i remember it is that braden smith when he's not hitting the shot and he looks fatigued he's still busting his ass he is still running the offense as hard as he can He's still diving after balls. He's still getting down in a defensive stance every time. He's never He never comes out of a, a timeout or a dead ball and without his rear end close to the ground. If you guys have ever played defense and you're a guard, you got to get in the stance. you got to have your quads burning a little bit, right? Even when he's tired, he doesn't stop that. He doesn't stop his effort. That's a big deal. That sets a precedent with a team. He did not look tired tonight. He also didn't have to play many minutes. But that's one thing. They, the Painter putting, putting the whole team on a pitch count, if you will, or whatever you want to you know, cross your metaphors, um, that's a big deal. Them getting, the whole team getting a chance to rest a bit, that's a big deal. And they don't play again until the 28th. Um, and I think that's Rutgers or Notre Dame. We can look at that real quick in a second. But um, that was a big deal. The other thing that's a big deal to me is, and I, and I touched on this a minute ago, is if Edie doesn't get his stats, nobody cares. The players don't care. Edie doesn't care. Painter doesn't care. I don't even know. The fans may care a little bit, right? I think we all want to see him score 30 a game and cruise towards um, the, uh, the Rick Mount watermark, right? And the Joe Barry Carroll watermark with rebounds. We do want to see that. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That stuff doesn't matter. The bigger picture is if you can get the guy some rest when you can, that's, that's a very, very good thing. So, all right. Uh, Preston Bannock says... Uh, let's hit that like button. Yeah, yeah, smash that like button. Thanks, Preston. Appreciate it. Uh, Bitcoin Freedom says, uh, your ice is unique and beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's really. It's the ice is dialed in tonight. But the glass. I've been, I've been reading the comments. Tried to get the clinking just right tonight. One big thing, though. I, my voice is always shot after these games, even if it's a blowout. And so the ice water feels exceptionally good tonight. And I don't want to drink uh bourbon bourbon is weird sometimes if you have just one bourbon it'll put you right to sleep sometimes it'll kind of wire you up especially if i enjoy the time with you guys the show and so i was like i'm not gonna mess with it. i'm trying to get to sleep right after i do this um let's see james Phipps again says uh love the team chem- chemistry you can see it on the bench during the games yep uh preston bannick again says also nice win to uh to celebrate getting uh, my actual purdue diploma whoa Preston Mannix says, nice win to celebrate getting my actual Purdue diploma. I don't know the story there, but congratulations. That's awesome. That's awesome. We actually have a big, Preston, you're at the tail end of your academic career. Uh, My son is about to start his college career. If you watch this regularly, you've heard me talk about that more and more. We're getting closer to him making his decision probably within the next month and a half, two months, I'm guessing. But we've got a meeting uh, at Purdue, with Purdue, uh, in the coming days, so we're excited about that. He is, uh, he's doing great things, it's great. It's awesome to be near it, and blessing to be uh, part of it. So Andy in Colorado says, good evening, how are you, Doug and Angie us say, payback for football, sure. Uh, there's some funny signs, students always have funny signs, but uh, if you get to watch it, if you get to go back and watch it on Peacock, there were some very funny signs, the paint crew always brings that. College kids are hilarious and clever. Um, And in Colorado said, absolutely love seeing the local kid from CC hit the three. So who went to, is that Lafayette Central Catholic? Is that the reference? I'm guessing. Who's the local kid from Central Catholic? You got to fill me in on this. I don't know. I'm not well versed. I'm guessing it's one of the legacy players. Barrett. Is that Barrett? Did he hit three? King? I should know that. I'm sure. Uh, Yeah, it's got to be Barrett. That's my bet. It's got to be Barrett got to be Barrett. So, like I said, those guys coming off the bench and bombing threes, though, I mean, the crowd, it fuels the crowd. It makes the game pretty much impossible, like, to even feel positive about, you know. But that's got to be what you're talking about. Central Catholic, yep. Um, let's see. Uh, Eric Brickley says, do you think we see a big Gillis night this season? Would love to see him have a big scoring night for his senior season. Yeah, I do think we will. I think I, I – the question is, when is it going to happen? Uh, he's been so patient offensively. He doesn't force anything. Yes, I think it's going to happen. So we know he can score. We know he can fill it up. He's been extremely patient on the offensive end and has not forced his shot. And at at the same time, he hasn't been a guy who has um, not – Taking the shot when it's given, when the opportunity is given. So he's not doing what he did against FDU, which bothered me. It was the hardest thing to watch at the end of the season where he was pump faking. He probably said, I'm never doing that again to myself. I'm just going to pump fake everybody to death. Come out there, shoot your shot, right? Uh, I think his big game's coming, though. And if it doesn't, we've had big games as fans. We've gotten to watch him play big games. He is steady, Eddie, though. What's like eight to 10 points a, go- a night, pretty much in relatively limited minutes. Works hard, dives for balls, plays through injury. Like I said, he's just – he got the the nickname, the glue guy last year, right, Um, from whomever, whatever, the member of the national media. We already know that that's his deal. That's what he is. But truth be told, all these guys have such an important role. I mean, that's the thing that's so great about this team. So many guys are accepting a role that's limited. Morton comes in, plays hard defense, maybe takes one or two shots. Um and just busts his ass. Uh, I know there are a lot of Purdue fans that are down on him. I don't get it. His, he, he's, he's not shooting the ball like he used to. And we saw, by the way, we saw Ethan Morton shoot the ball 44% from three for an entire season. He's not up there, he's in the 20s now. It doesn't matter because the guys have a role. He's got a role and he's accepting of that role. How hard is that to accept that role? I don't really enjoy at all Hearing Purdue fans badmouth that guy or any other Purdue player. If these guys aren't bad for the team, if they're not tearing each other down, I just, I hate seeing that. I hate hearing it. I'm not going to tell anybody what to do, but we can be better than that. Purdue fans are better than that in general. I know there's a lot of us, so there's some jackasses out there in this group. There's obviously plenty of them because, what, you know, you you get tens of thousands of new Purdue alums every year. I just hate seeing that stuff on Twitter, or Facebook, or wherever. I hate it. I hate it. Instagram comments. Hate it all. Um, yeah. Andy Colorado says, Carson Barrett. Thank you. I apologize for not knowing that. I should be better versed in that. in Colorado says, wait, unless it wasn't Barrett, in which case I'm dumb than usual. No, uh, Barrett hit a three. So I know he hit a three. I double checked that. James Phipps says, the putback from Gillis uh, Miss free throw was amazing. Yeah, there were a couple individual plays that were pretty astonishing. That's a big one. Edie's, uh, they called the dunk of the game, was pretty... Ho, 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 ho. I didn't talk about one of my favorite plays at all, either. Uh, but Edie had a play where he was surrounded by Michigan players. Three Michigan players around him. The ball gets knocked up in the air. He kind of gathers it. He's spinning as he's pursuing the ball. But his presence of mind to know exactly where the rim was and to gather and go into one motion to dunk it, I think everybody in the world who's my height... I'm 5'4", or up to six foot, obviously we can't do that easily at all. None of us can do that. You're taller, you can do it easier. And I know he's just tall to some people out there. But his coordination, his ability to gather himself and flush that thing that hard with with three people wanting that ball around you, that's the thing that gets discounted a lot. Every one of those guys want to stop him. Everybody is trying to find a way to knock Edie out of his rhythm. Every team, every coach. And there are so many good coaches in the Big Ten. And Purdue has played other good coaches outside of there. And you've played a lot of guys who are freaking amazing, world-class athletes, and their whole purpose is to stop him. Yet they can't. That's another point. And the, finally, my favorite play of the game was Waddell's dunk. So I think he was on the left side, three-point line, drove, and he... Uh, he rose above everybody and dunked it with the right hand. Number one, he's a longer player. He's a lot longer player than his dad. Like, his his wingspan's incredible. He's a lot lankier, but he can fly. And I know there are people that just love Waddell because of that potential, but I love Waddell because he's still playing with a smile on his face in spite of the fact he doesn't get much playing time. When he comes in, he looks like he wants to be in there and he's enjoying himself. And that game, that's, gosh, that must be fun to get that little bit of a uh, whatever you want to call it, if it's a endorphin rush or just a freaking release of frustration, that is awesome. So that's my favorite, that's my favorite play of the game. Um, let's see. Uh, Joe Inslee says, late arrival, not sure if uh, if it made the show. Did you see the paint crew sign? I had a funny sign, at Michigan stole it. Yes, that, that was one of them that I was referencing. I think there were two or three that were really funny. And yeah, that's a good one. Uh, anytime you can take a jab at Michigan football, it's good. Um, there was another sign, I think I saw a sign that said the cost of the football team being good was the loss of basketball. And they it was done with pictures. Uh, hard to explain, but it's hilarious and weird. Um, there's no way Harbaugh survives this season. I just don't think there's any way. You watch them play, they're, they're toast. Um, and they're still dangerous. That's the thing that's weird. They have so much talent. And they're just not good. Um, let's see. Preston Manigan said, family cheered for the loudest for first and Morton. Yeah, I think everybody. I think if you're a real Purdue fan, you love those guys. And you want to see them do great. And um, it's kind of tough to see them not doing great. Let's see. I'm um, trying to shut down. Uh, K. Nick says, I realize Purdue is very good, but I've never seen Michigan so devoid of top. are you talking about? Talent, uh, top talent. Michigan has talent. Michigan has talent uh, they, they were out, they're out of starter right now but they are just they are a mess. They're just they are they're a mess uh, they, they are a broken team and uh, they don't care about each other the the chemistry's shot it's hard to turn a switch and even for one night put it all together even when you're really good talented players but it starts at the top. Uh, Howard has had a bizarre year in, like, every way. And I think the longer this plays out, the more weird it's going to get. So I think he's done. And in Colorado saying, seeing Waddell and Martin on the floor at the same time. Chase Martin's another guy I didn't mention. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Wearing their father's numbers. That's so cool. Um, Brings great smile to my face. Yeah, that's – if you're an old guy like me, I mean, that's – I was – I was on campus like you. It sounds like when their dads were playing, and um, I graduated in '97, so so that would have been in '93 '94. They were they were a really important part of that Glenn Robinson team, kind of an unsung part of that Glenn Robinson team, obviously because Glenn took all the all the bright lights. But man, those guys hit big shots. They were both so damn good. That Penn State game, where where. Martin was falling into the crowd hitting threes, and the Penn State fans were talking like he's literally in them, yelling at them. It's one of my favorite things ever. Waddell just calmly knocking down shots versus Kansas um, to move Purdue on to play Duke in Tennessee. Man, it's one of my favorite uh, memories as a Purdue student. Um, Andy Colorado says, Harbaugh going to the Chargers anyway. Yeah, he interviewed there, and it sounds like he got what they call it a. They didn't call it a lucrative offer. They called it a... It wasn't historic. It was something like that. So they've thrown a bag of cash at him. It's not. Is it a done deal? I don't think it's a done deal. I don't think that changed this evening, unless I missed it, which is impossible. It's possible. But I think he's going to the Chargers, too. He also interviewed with the Falcons, but they're not playing like the Chargers are. Okay, Nick uh, Cristiano says, late to the party as well. Was anything regarding Colvin's frustration after hitting three mentioned? Apparently, he was upset not getting the ball enough. Well, if you've got a guy, if you've got one that is upset that he's not getting the ball enough and not shooting enough, I think that's natural. It's a big roster. I don't know anything about Colvin being frustrated. I couldn't see it in the stadium or the arena. Pardon me. All I could see is that he was knocking out shots. I mean, his shot looked great out of his hands. Like he's had some games this year where he didn't look like he's the shooter that he is tonight he was pure and a couple of shots had guys right nearby if not right in his face um he took one in pretty good traffic and um just drano right so i don't know anything about that i hope there's nothing more to that but who knows who knows um yeah uh dead hoosier says boiler up just tuning in thanks for tuning in uh glad you're here i hope you're not an insomniac and it woke up and this happened to be something to do. Hope you're already awake. Bitcoin is freedom says, yeah, Colvin yelled, give me the effing ball on national, national TV. Will be interesting to see what, ha- what happens if Cam starts over him next year, especially with such a stat class coming in. So much can happen between now and then. So much can happen. You could have a scenario, seriously, you could have a scenario where Purdue gets on a tournament run and Colvin is an important to part of it because he makes big shots. And it changes everything, right? Positive or negative. It could make him say, okay, yeah, I'm done, right? I think he's a guy who believes he's really good. He is really talented. He has so far to go defensively. Now, I don't, give me the damn ball. Give me the effing ball. Whatever was said, I don't have any proof of that being said. I don't know. So I'll take your word for it that you saw it. But um i didn't see it i couldn't see it from where i was Um, uh, so I'll, i don't know if i'm going to go back and watch this entire game or not maybe i'll try to find it on matthew loves ball highlights on youtube great feed um but uh i don't think i'll be able to see that on those either so uh, i hope everybody understands that they're part of something special that's what i hope and being a freshman and being surrounded by guys that are that talented being, surprised, or being surrounded by guys that are doing it on both sides of the ball. That's one thing. Colvin is still struggling to stay with his man on defense. I mean, that has nothing to do with him getting the ball to shoot or whatever. But um, I don't know who was playing point at that point um, because Colvin played with the uh, ones for chunks, and he also played with kind of that second group as well. Um, he got his looks, and he took him. He took advantage of them. Good for him. Um, let's see. Yeah, there's a video he says Bitcoin was for him, so there's a video being passed around. Though well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't I sure as hell don't want to see somebody being grouchy within the team and ruining any 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 of the chemistry. And I would say that you've got a lot of vets in that room. You got guys like Edie who probably don't have any time for that shit. So hopefully it gets nipped if it's if it's real. If it's that's what's happening. I see it with my own eyes, I'll react. But um oh he's upset with lance okay well that's a mistake so if he's upset with lance he's gonna that's that's a bad decision here's the thing let's be real honest both lance and colvin like i said i love lance and what he is for this team he does not like passing if he's got a chance to shoot an open shot or drive he likes to score that's the first thing does he have the green light yeah he has the green light i think if it's within the system i think painter would always say yeah shoot the ball Colvin is a freshman. He's a true freshman. His role is to come off the bench, hit shots, and play defense right now. Lance is not a natural point guard. I think he may have been playing point guard at that point. I don't know. I really don't know the situation. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But if he's got a problem with Lance, the, the seniors, the captains, they're going to wrangle that pretty quickly. That's my guess, if I were a betting man. And if he's going to talk like that um, – you know, I think he'll he'll play less, and he's not playing a lot right now. He played ten minutes, and I just don't I don't like any even talk about egos breaking things up because they can destroy a team. That stuff can just mess up a chemistry so quickly. When we we've seen it as Purdue fans many times, where a guy's ego or his attitude destroys a team. Now I'm I think over analyzing this. I'm already analyzing too much. Just the fact that I'm talking about it. Let's enjoy, the, let's enjoy the win. Let's see how this goes. Let's check out the next game, see how Purdue plays. Let me look at the schedule. I promise to do that real quickly. Um, Purdue's got upcoming on the 28th is their next game. They play at Rutgers. <clears throat> no problem. No problem. That's a joke. So uh, 1 p.m. Uh, game on the 28th at Rutgers. And these next few games are kind of important. So let's look at this real quickly <clears throat> together. At Rutgers, this is one of those games where you can prove some stuff to yourself and say, all right, let's exercise a demon. Let's come in this game and be like, all right, the rack is a tough place for Purdue play, to play. Regardless of which Purdue team has been there the last few years, they have struggled at Rutgers. Good chance to exercise a demon, good chance to beat the hell out of them. And I mean that. Rutgers is not the same team they've been the last few years. They played a couple good games this year. <clears throat> they are not what they've been. They still have a very, very good big man, Um, two very good big men, but we'll see. Um, I guess a big man and an athletic medium big man. Um, then Then you've got versus Northwestern, no problem, no problem. So these two games are pretty important, right? I would say the next four games are the most important stretch of the Big Ten season. You'll see why here. So you've got at Rutgers versus Northwestern, at Wisconsin, and then versus IU a lot can happen in those four games those are very important games if you're into that sort of thing looking at the big 10 race looking at how this team handles things will this stupid thing with with colvin be a problem if it's a real thing i mean goodness gracious there's business to be done this is where you prove your professionalism as a team this is what this team says okay it's it's business time right it's time you're not you're, now. You're not. You're not gonna play a couple cupcakes here. I know you've got teams that are not the best teams in the league, but these are teams. Like I said, beat Rutgers and Northwestern first. Make that your focus right now, fellas. Get get that stuff behind you. Put this stuff to bed so you can say, okay, we're moving on. Now we're gonna we're gonna now we're gonna put our put big teams in our sights, the bigger things. We're gonna say, or you can just say, it's not really about them. It's about us. We beat ourselves when those teams beat us. Whatever. Um anyway. Jennifer W says, I think Lance just didn't see him in the in, in the instance if it's the same player recall. Mm-hmm. Great. <clears throat> like I said, I hope this isn't a big deal. Appreciate you sounding off. Um Andy in Colorado says I was at Purdue starting in January in ninety-six, so a little after you, but lots of overlap there. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Pretty good era there. I mean, you got to see much better football than I did. I graduated and the football program turned around, so that's awesome. Um uh, Andy in Colorado says, "I bet we smack Rutgers this time." Honestly, further change in trajectory from last season. Yeah, that would be a good sign. That'd be a really good sign. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, Bitcoin, is, Bitcoin is freedom. Says, "I'm confident we win pretty much all the games remaining, other than maybe at Wisconsin. At was at Illinois, Michigan State, Wisconsin at home won't be gimmies. Maybe Ohio State, not a gimme. Confident in every other game. <clears throat> Illinois is going to be at 100%. This is my big prediction. Illinois is going to be 100%." Uh, with Terrence Shannon for the rest of the season. So Illinois becomes a better team again right away. They'll be the team that was playing um, uh, just killer basketball in December. Um, Terrence Shannon's charges, from what I understand, I watched Sleepers Media talked about his charges. This case is, is flimsy. It looks to me, sounds to me like, and then I went and I read more about it. It seems flimsy. And I don't want anybody, I don't want anybody abusing anybody. I don't want any man ever abusing a woman. I don't ever want to hear and see about that. And guys deserve to be punished. But this case seems really flimsy. And uh, it's much different than it was initially reported. I will say that. I'm no Illinois fan. I'm not a fan of their fans. I don't know anything about Terrence Shannon. Um. I don't wish anybody to be wrongly accused. I don't wish anybody to have to go through any sexual assault, obviously. This case seemed flimsy. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I think hes they're going to be at full strength, and that makes them a much, much tougher team. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, Preston Manning says Northwestern is like fourth in the Big Ten. Okay. <clears throat> I think the point is that's a pretty good team. Is that what you're saying? Big Ten's weak. Big Ten Ten is historically weak. I think you're going to get six teams, six to seven teams, into the tournament for the Big Ten. Usually it's seven to eight. Um, Big Ten is weak. Northwestern's not great. Um, Boo -Boo Booey is great. Collins is a jackass. So you owe them one. Everybody owes them one on Purdue's bench. James Phipps says, last year we won a lot of games. This year it seems... Uh, the games we win are winning by greater margin. Yeah, I think that's one I think. This team is better. If we just wanted to say real quickly, who's better on Purdue? Everybody. Everybody's better. That's a starter. right? TKR is playing better. Edie's playing better. Lawyer's playing better. Smith is playing better. And Lance Jones is really damn good. Really a good addition. And he seems to be playing better basketball as we get deeper in the season. I'm hoping that we're seeing this new version of Lance Jones, because he wasn't the most efficient player at Southern Illinois. If you look at him statistically, hopefully Painter's idea of taking good shots within the offense is the thing that's working. And it's not just like we're seeing like a flash in the pan and this is really good couple of weeks. Hopefully we're seeing just, okay, this is Lance Jones under different tutelage in a different system and it's making a big difference. If he can just play efficient basketball, being the talent that he is and the enthusiastic person that he is, it's going to be a huge boon for Purdue. So, all right, uh, Andy in Colorado says the fact that he's been successful getting himself reinstated tells me the prosecution is utter garbage, and it seems like it is. You're talking about Terrence Shannon again, obviously. It, I'll tell you what, the I just I don't want to get into this, I, and I've already gotten into it too much. I didn't want to get into this too much, but it seems like because I was. I'm interrupting myself because I'm trying not to say stupid things that are recorded here. I just think his case is flimsy. And I think I was pretty upset when I saw how he was cheered by Illinois when he came back in after his suspension. But, man, (laughs) I'm not going to say I understand Illinois fans because I don't. I think Illinois fans are a weird bunch. They are a bunch of people that almost perpetually play the victim card. They're still angry that <clears throat> that um, Cockburn wasn't uh, didn't become Player of the Year. They're angry that they think that Edie gets preferential treatment. They've made weird conspiracies about refs and Purdue. They get hurt at everything, and the fact that they got Lawhorn there, Gibbs Lawhorn, perfect fit for that program. I do not like their fan base. The more I interact with them, they. They go around looking for themselves to be mentioned so they can get into fights. They're they're the worst. They are the worst. And I don't understand their mentality. But this case seems flimsy. So there you go. There's two sides of that thing. All right. Um, uh, let's see. Bitcoin is freedom said, it took a miracle performance at Northwestern at home to compete with us. I think we win by 12, 15 to 20 at home. Home court advantage is that big in college basketball. It's big. Um, I just, I wouldn't take anything for granted with Purdue. I don't think they're going to take anything for granted. I think Boo -Boo Booey is a special talent. I think you have to have somebody step up and not let him get comfortable all game. Or maybe multiple somebodies. There's no Ray Davis coming in that door. That's the problem Purdue has. If you're going to say there's one glaring thing as Purdue fans that we don't like, and that's the fact there's not one stopper. Remember, uh, Nojil Eastern was a pretty good defensive stopper for two, three years, right? Uh, Ray Davis was a great defensive stopper. Chris Kramer was a great defensive stopper. Um, But they don't have that on this team. Lance Jones, I was hoping he's that. He's not that. It's okay. I'm not putting the guy. I'm not disparaging him. I'm not putting him down. But... Yeah, having a guy that can shut down the other guy on the team, a dynamic guard that can score, it may take a system. It may take three guys to do things and different looks and all sorts of things. Throw everything at him. Don't let him get comfortable. But he's he's good. The ball's in his hands all the time. He's really dynamic, as we've seen. Uh, yeah, Andy Carra says DGL's mom is hilarious. Yeah, she's a real riot. What a joy. That, that's a bad person. And uh, anybody that wishes death upon a, a person um, who's just doing their job, and if you don't know the history, DJL's mom wished death upon Brian Newbert as he struggled with um, another, a returning of a tumor. Um, yeah, she's a bad person. So um, all the social media stuff aside, you're still a person when you're on social media. It's not like there's some dome of... of um, your action's not counting. Your word's not counting. When you're on social media, they still count. She's a bad person. So um, he needs to get her out of his life. That's and I don't say that a lot, but he's old enough. He could. He's tried to put his foot down a little bit recently, it seems. So that's a bad uh, thing to quit on, but it's something that matters. And if you don't know the history on that, uh, you can look it up. But I'm not going to talk about it anymore. And I think that's it. So for this mini handsome hour, which is most post-games anymore, long post-game. Thanks for tuning in. Purdue is 18-2. and Purdue will face Rutgers next time, and we are excited about it. Until then, God bless you. Hammer down. Maybe we'll have a show between now and then. I don't know. Uh, See if anything strikes me. But um, thanks for tuning in. God bless you. We'll see you later.